Welcome to Deal to Heal with E. James. On this podcast, my guests and I discuss topics and ways to heal and overcome in every area of our lives so that we may heal ourselves, our families, and our communities. My mission is to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thank you for joining in. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I am your host, Ernest James, aka Friends of Fatherless Daughters on Instagram. And I believe that everyone can live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And so my mission is to help people to deal, heal, and to fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal with the pain, and fulfill your purpose. So again, thank you all for joining us today on our 12th episode of the podcast, and I'm here with another guest, and I'm going to let him introduce himself at this time. Have the floor. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I want to first and foremost say thank you for having me. Uh, I'm Rod Richard, and uh, for the last 13 years, I've been a strength and conditioning coach at, at every level, college, professional, high school, and everything in between. Um, up until about the last two months ago, uh, I stepped away from my job to become a, a stay-at-home father, right? During the pandemic, I realized, uh, you know, even though I was very intentional about the time I spent with my family, that I wasn't spending enough. Uh, so I stepped away to make sure I, I continued to do what's my actual passion is fatherhood. Okay, cool, cool. And so I'm glad you, you mentioned fatherhood. Because that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to jump right in it. Because I know that you have a daughter. So you have two daughters. And I am a girl dad myself. So whenever I'm talking to a girl dad, I ask two questions straight off the bat. Number one is, what does it mean to be a girl dad to you? And then what has being a girl dad taught you about yourself or about life in general? Oh man, that's, that's super. Okay. So being, being a, uh, being a girl dad is like, I don't know, like I, I've never had a son, right. But like I coach athletes and coach young athletes and I, I, the difference between coaching, uh, you know, youth boys and youth girls is like night and day, right? Like the girls are so much more affectionate. Like they really care about you. The kid, the dudes are like, ah, coach, whatever. Right. Right. And so <laughs> with, with my daughters, Right. It's like it's the most fulfilling thing in the world. Right. Because they have an amazing relationship with their mother. But like I, there's there's just a certain way they look at me or the way they like speak. Right. Or just like how you come in the room, they run and jump on you, throw their arms around you. Like there's nothing like it in the world. Um, but as far as I'm a, I'm a brother to four sisters, I have a, a mother and a stepmother like, I, you know, grandmothers like bunch of women in my life. And so the way that I am around women hasn't changed because of my daughters, right? Because I've kind of always been sensitive to that, um, always been really respectful. Um, I think it definitely forces me to be a little softer. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm, I'm, not, you know, I'm not a soft dude in any, any stretch of the way, but like I have, like I'm very like caring and loving with my daughters. Not that I wouldn't be if I had sons, but I just feel like it, it pulls it out of you for sure. Like 
you can be the toughest dude in the world, but when that little girl looks you in the eye and says, daddy, right, it melts your heart no matter who you are. Right, right. So, uh, so I don't have any biological sons, right? Uh -huh. So my, my daughter is my only biological child, but I have four uh, stepsons, right? Okay. So I, I can let you know right now, it's, it is a difference. Between, between his sons and daughters, you know, and, and like you said, the, the, your daughter just pulls something different out of you as a man and, and as a father. You know, you're, you're uh, newer in the game than me. My baby just turned 18 this year. So I really don't have a, a baby no more. You know, she she grown years old. So, <laughs> so she, you know, she's been growing up a little bit. So I, I want to I want to talk a little bit uh, about some of the things that you do. And I know you have a, a podcast and mm -hmm. and one of the things that you also started your organization is for fit. Fatherhood is that that's how I want to make sure I want to say it right. Okay, yeah. so tell us a little a little bit about that because I'm I'm really interested in that. So so forfeit fatherhood, like like I mentioned, I'm a strength and conditioning coach, right? And and so I, I worked with as a as a you know working in Major League Baseball, I had a bunch of pro guys who had you know they have kids, and then I worked in the college setting and I worked in the youth setting and. Throughout this whole trend, like throughout all those different phases, either my athletes were fathers or, you know, they had fathers, especially in the youth area. Like I got to work with the kids, but then their fathers are like right on the other side of the gate or right on the other side of the training floor. And so I started to build these relationships with with fathers. And what I what I realized is that, like, I can definitely make an impact with the kid, but that leaves after, you know, the training session is over. Right. I can drop some gems in there and I can, you know, I can say some things that are going to kind of help mold them. Um, but if I could get that group of fathers in the room. Right. And I can I can share with them some of the things that I've learned and some of the things that I've read or some of the things that I understand from from psychology and, you know, things like that. Then I could even more so impact, you know, the next generation. Right. And so forfeit fatherhood is 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 based on four tenets. It's family, faith, finance, and fitness. Um, I, and obviously, family is the most. If we're talking about fathers and fatherhood, family's got to be right. the thing, right? Like, so your family, and that's not just you being a parent to your your child. It's also about your relationship with your significant other, uh, with the people around you, right? That that close knit family unit um, is important for your child to have through their development. Um, faith, and that, and then the faith part is like. I'm Christian, but it doesn't necessarily have to be Christianity, right? It's whatever your faith is, those values allow you or help you, guide you uh, in the raising of your children, uh, in your interactions, in your relationships. And so I think that's super important too, regardless if you're, you're a Christian or a Muslim or, or anything else, right? Um, and then finance, I mean, we're all fathers. We, we, we have that, whether we want to or not, we have that pull to provide uh, a lot of us are going to lean towards financial pro providing, but but then also, uh, you know, we have to provide emotionally. But finance is important because kids are expensive, <laughs> right? So that's right. So we have some some financial literacy that we do as well, and then, and then finally fitness, right? Like I said, I'm sure conditioning coach. The fitness part. Um, if you're a father and you love fatherhood as much as I do, you, you obviously want to be a father for as long as you possibly can. 
And the way to do that is to be as physically fit as you can so you can live longer, right? Like I want to be a great grandfather and I don't want to be the great grandfather that's in the back room at somebody's house and you got to come in. I want to be a great grandfather that's in the living room, hanging out at all the family event. I want to be that guy, right? I want to be able to see each generation after me. I want to see my children's children's children kind of thing. So um, I figured those four things are probably the most important. And there's obviously other things that go along being a father there's you know an endless amount of things that go along with it right. uh, but those four pillars in my opinion uh kind of prop up the father and those are things that we want we actually focus on right and i and i agree with you and 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 you know just talking looking at the the four you know family i know you mentioned that you have four sisters so we, we kind of in the same boat with that uh is nine of us all together four sisters uh, three brothers besides myself. So that's nine, you know, and so family is definitely uh big, you know, to me also. And, and just in, in general, when we talk about, you know, fatherhood, it, it molds you in a different way. Um, and you talk about family. And so when you talk about, cause I know one thing that I, I mentioned a lot when I talk about my, uh, my daughter is my sister's you know, and that relationship with my sisters and even, you know, my mom and also how that cultivates, you know, your relationship with your daughter, you know, before you even have a daughter, you know, so as you were saying earlier about, you know, being soft or whatever, I'm like, nah, that ain't got nothing to do with it. Because even, like you said, even if you're the hardest dude alive, when that right. little girl comes, it, it changes everything, right. you know, and then that relationship that you have with with your mom and your sisters and your your other female siblings and even friends and even your wife also all that plays a part in how you react you know, to your daughter and then just how you react to your family in general because even though you didn't have sons or you don't have a son yet uh, like i said i don't have a biological son but i have four uh stepsons you know, so it still plays a part in how you relate, you know, how you relate. Like I said, I got five brothers. So that relationship with my five brothers, not five brothers, I have three brothers. <laughs> it's five of us all together. So my relationship with my brothers, who are all different, you know, uh, kind of helped me, guided me a little bit with my relationship with my stepsons, you know, and each of them is different. You know, so when I talk to them and mentor them and, and, you know, try to encourage them and everything and guide them as a father figure, you know, it's a different relationship with each one of them. So definitely family is, is one of those big pillars. And, and like yourself, I am a Christian also. So in faith, bringing them up in faith and what to believe in and how you believe and being able to rely on God when everything else seems like it's going wrong. You know what right. I'm saying? And not only that, but when we reflect back to family, having that that groundwork and that foundation of the word to say, this is how you even operate in your family. You know? Right. So I, I definitely just agree on, on all points, like you said, with the, uh, with the four values. Definitely finance. You know what I'm saying? Because as a as a man, and, and this is you can tell me how you how you feel about this or what you think about this, because just me personally, I think that although as a man uh, or as men in general, we all have our different roles that we take, 
you know, in order to provide for our families and the, the things that we do. But I think going back even to the word, you know, one of the things that God uh, Adam to do was to till the land, you know, which basically means he had to work with his hands. And I know it with technology and everything that has happened over the, the years, you know, we've got so smart, you know, we got all these machines and things, but I, I just think there's a, a component of manhood that comes from being able to do something with your hands. You know what I'm saying? Whether you're building something, whether you're creating something, you know, just to be able to do something with your hands. So what what do you what would be your viewpoint of that? You know, because like I said, I know we, we we got so smart and, and we got all this technology and, and everything, but when it comes down just to the basics to be able to go do something, I don't know, fix a car or whatever, you know, everybody's not mechanics, whatever, but I I just think it is some value that comes from our insides when we work with our hands on doing anything. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's kind of innate, right? That that want to build things and create things and, and work with your hands. Like um I just remember when I was a kid, like just being being a young boy, like I used to take stuff apart and try to put it back together. Like if you left a remote around, like we had a remote control that was around that like it didn't oh, I was taking that thing apart. I'm you know, I'm messing with the chips, putting the buttons in. Um, you know, so like it just kind of comes naturally, I think for boys um, to start to do that kind of thing. Um, I think as you get older and you become an adult and you become, you know, the, the head of a household uh, father, there is a pull for you to be, uh, like you said, the, the one that, that tills the land, right? The one that goes out and, and does and does some of the work. I think, uh, you know, society has changed quite a bit. I think the, the percentages, because I, I did an episode on this like too long ago, it's like 60% of the the households are like dual income households versus like in the 70s where it was like 20 percent right so there's a huge difference like you said with technology and all those things coming around and even though we're splitting those responsibilities in terms of you know finances coming into the household guys are still drawn towards building things and it's a little different now like it may be creating an app or creating a platform or or creating some kind of computer program but there's still like this urge to work with your hands, right? To do something uh, that requires you to get up and be active in some way. You know what I mean? Right. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't by myself no, on that island, you know, because I, I I do construction. I'm in construction and, and I've always been into building stuff. Uh, I remember my the first thing that I remember that I actually built was a go-kart. Right. And don't ask me how. And, and I still I'm still kind of amazed at this myself when I think about it, because my dad was a mechanic. Right. So he had a garage full of tools. So how I knew how to use a drill or a hammer and all this, I have no idea, you know, but I, I, I built this go kart out of old wagon parts and, and wood. You know what I'm saying? And it's still, you know, when I think about it now as how young I was at that time, it's like, I don't even know how I knew how to do that, you know, but I just did. So I, that was something that I always remember. So I just wanted to make sure I wasn't, you know, on this island no. by myself with, with that, no. you know, working with your hands thing. So, you know, what? I, I want to talk about, uh, mention one thing that I, I know you address, but you don't, uh, you didn't actually mention it. 
And um, I was watching one of your one of your videos that you posted. Uh, I want to say it was recent. I'm not sure how recent it was. And actually, was a, a clip of, of Lil Wayne. And after you finished talking, then you you kind of spoke on it, and and that kind of touched me. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I want you to touch on that a little bit uh, also, because it, it was three questions that he mentioned and you addressed the three questions. And those three questions was, did I live, did I love, and did I matter? And I think even more, not just uh, as being fathers, but I think just as being men in general, you know, we don't share a lot. You know, we don't always open up. We don't always have that, that, um, platform, you know, of friends or just people that we trust to be vulnerable with, you know, to speak, speak our hearts. So we don't always address these things. But I, I listed those three questions and I was like, man, I'm sure. And, and just from my personal self, I know that I've probably asked myself those questions, you know? And so I'm thinking that just as men in general, those probably are three questions that's, that's important to all of us. You know, and so you you address them uh, on you know on your on your platform. So just give us a little bit you know more about you know what you think about those three questions and and you know how they affect not only manhood but fatherhood also. Yeah, so so those three questions I typically uh, use in reference to like at the end of your life. You want to you want to look at those three questions? Uh, you know, did I live? Did I love? And did I matter? And you want to be able to like give a, a, a all caps yes, right? Like with an exclamation point and all of that, right? You want to be able to say, yes, I absolutely live life to the fullest. I did everything uh, that I could possibly do. With everything God gave me, I left it all on the field kind of situation, right? Did I love? Did I did I spend my lifetime giving love out into the world? Did I love the people around me? Did I did I you know love my enemy even though they were my enemy kind of thing? Like was it? Was I um, a gift to the world, or was I a sour note in people's in people's mouth? Right, like, um, and, and did I matter? Did I go out in my lifetime and do something that was impactful to the world around me? Right, maybe, maybe you know, maybe not on a, a grand scale, right? Like, I didn't impact an entire country, uh, but you know, in my family unit, right, and the people next, my neighborhood, right, or my my city, my job, did I matter? Like, if I left today. Would they tomorrow be like, oh, man, where's Rod at? Like, I could really use that guy really, you know, whatever it is that I do. Like, man, I really wish that guy was here right now. Um, and I, I, I'm, I'm mentioning it like at the end of your life. But really, honestly, it's it's a reflection. It's a set of reflection questions that I start to think about every day. Right. right. At the end of the day, you know, I started journaling not so long ago. And at the end of the day, those top three questions, those questions are at the top of my list. You know, did I did I live today? Did I give everything that I could today, or or, or did I push myself to get a little bit more? Uh, did, was I better today than I was yesterday? Right? Um, did I love? Right? Was I did I spend the day bitter and angry with someone? Right? Did, did I hold on to that? Am I carrying that to bed with me? Right? Am I going to take that into the next day? Because tomorrow has its own problems. Right? There's no need to bring today's issues into tomorrow. So I like to solve problems as quick as we can and get them over with, right? Um, you know, and I, I, like I said, I want to give love to everyone around me, right? I want to be, again, I want to matter, right? And if you're the type of person that like people don't want to be around when you're not around, 
They're like, they're, they're, you don't matter in the wrong, you know, like you matter for all the wrong reasons. Like, oh man, God, I can't, I can't believe, Whew. you know what I mean? I don't want to be that, that person, right? And so I think in order for us to live life to the fullest, which I think we all want to do, like, I don't think anybody wants to like, you know, leave, leave some life on the plate, you know, leave something on the table or leave here before we're supposed to. Um, then you have to be able to answer those questions with a yes. Um, and, and I throw one more extra question in, and I didn't mention it in the video because he was he was talking more specifically about those, but I think one question that kind of sums all those up and it kind of is the root of all of those is, is am I enough, right? Am I enough is a question that we ask ourselves when we're afraid of something typically. Like we don't do something or we're afraid of something um, because we don't know that we're enough. You know what I mean? We don't know that we could get it done, right? We may shy away from going in a certain direction. Like with leaving my job, right? I, I had considered it for quite some time, right? But I shied away from it because I was afraid that, I don't even know if I was afraid that I was gonna fail, I was afraid I was gonna be successful, right? Because I had, that was my identity, right? I was a coach, I, I was a director of the largest uh, gym, like largest athletic in Southern California. Like I. That was who I was. I mean, I was a father, and that was first in my heart. But like, even today, I heard myself say it. Right, I'm a strength and conditioning coach. Like that was my title, right? And so, um, it's it's one of those things where like, am I going to be enough if I'm not a strength and conditioning coach? Right? Am I enough in this world without this title, without this, you know, without that that support of my job? Um, and I think that helps you answer those questions. If you feel like you're enough, you've lived. Right. If you feel like you're you're enough, then you loved. Right. And if you if you feel like you're enough, then you definitely matter. And again, I think at the end of each day, at the end of each week, or whenever you do your reflection, um, you want to answer those questions one hundred percent yes. And if you yeah. don't, right, and if you don't, then you have some work to do. Right. Cause because that's what I thought when when I heard them, you know, um, you know, I, and like you said, I, I think even when he mentioned that he was kind of talking, mentioning the end of your life. But right. when I heard the questions, I'm like, man, that's that's now, you know, that's today. Because if you ask yourself those questions today and you answer no to those questions, then you still have time to change it. You know, so I, I would advise anybody to ask themselves them, them questions today instead of waiting to the end. Because if you're at the end, you, you can't change it. But right now, we're in a position where you can you can change it, you know. So is 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 have have I loved? And love is one of those things that the more you give away, the more you get, you know. And and people always say, I'm looking for love, looking for love. Well, you you can't find it if you're not getting it. If you're just looking to receive it, you're never gonna find it. The way right. you the way you get it, love, love and respect is in that same that same vein. The more you give away, the more you get. You know, and, and then when we talk about uh, uh, did I matter or did I impact the world, like you mentioned, and and I think that sometimes we look at our lives on a grand scale, right? And we're like, well, I, I didn't impact the world. You know, what I did didn't change, you know, the way that, you know, the United States moves or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But I, I think if we step back and look at things, we may not impact the world, but we can impact our world. 
You know what I'm yeah. saying? And then the people that we talk to and the people that we connect, we can impact their world. You know, right. then when we impact our world and their world, then we know that we matter. You know, because we made a difference in our lives, we made a difference in our family's lives, we may even made a difference in you know the lives of our children or the lives of you know their friends, whoever, you know, just touching somebody and we know that that we're we're uh we've mattered in this life. And I like what you said about uh the question of are we enough. And I think that's another definitely if you put you need that need to be on the list. And we, we maybe we need to write a list, <laughs> but that's definitely one of those questions that need to be on there because it touches so many different things. That one question, you know, it, it makes you evaluate yourself, you know, in so many different areas. And a lot of times, you know, we fear uh what we don't understand, and sometimes uh we fear, I know you mentioned a, a second ago, we fear success. And, mm -hmm. and I know, like you said, we talked about you have two daughters, so I know I'm sure you watch uh Keela and the B. <laughs> yeah. And and it's the one that one uh uh statement that was said in, in the movie, and it was that uh I, I'm I'm not saying exactly how he said it, but it was that our biggest fear is you know that we will be successful you know mm -hmm. not that we will fail but we'll be successful you know and i think that's one of those fears too that as men we don't always address but i think it's an undertone of everything that we do you know sure. and, and i can even say myself as as a uh in construction i'm a bricklayer and growing growing into that role and learning it it was different aspects of it that I strayed away from. You know, I kind of, you know, backed away from because it was like, man, I don't know if I can do it. You know, I don't know if it's gonna come out right. I don't know if it's, you know, gonna be acceptable. But now, you know, I'm almost 20 years in. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, what's new? You know, and just kind of move on to the next thing. And and you're confident in your abilities. But a lot of times, if we if we continue to stray away from the opportunity to prove even to ourselves that we can do it, then again we are afraid of that success, you know. So uh, um, another thing that I wanted to ask you about, you know, when we're talking about even those three questions and and talk about fatherhood. And I know that you are a coach, and I think this is something that you also talk about is, is mindset, right? And because, like I said, as men and as fathers generally, and, and then especially as fathers, because as fathers, we deal with a special uh, kind of circumstance when it comes to, you know, taking care of family, you know, because you have a wife, you have kids, you have people that are depending directly on you. You know, and so our mindset has to be in the in the right place. And like mm -hmm. I said, we don't always have that outlet and we don't have to always have that person who we can go to and talk about you know things that we're dealing with. So sometimes we have to be strong for ourselves. So when we talk about uh, mindset, wonder uh tell me something or or just kind of speak on it a little bit about you know as fathers just having the right mindset in order to to make 
correct move and, and operate within this this thing we call fatherhood. Yeah, so that's I mean, mindset is is key. I've heard I've heard it said that your mindset is your greatest asset, right? Because your mindset allows you to make moves that maybe you aren't ready for. Um, and, and kind of touching back on that, that fear of success situation, right? Like sometimes we're afraid of success because we know that if we're successful, it's going to require us to be different, right? Mm -hmm. we're gonna have, like once I'm successful at this, now I'm this and I have to be this and I have to live up to the standard of this and I'm not ready for that, right? So your mindset going into fatherhood, throughout fatherhood um, is is it's gotta be like, uh, you've gotta be, you instantly become a leader, whether you want to or not, right? Whether that's your personality, uh, whether that's your job title, like it doesn't matter. You're instantly a leader because that little girl or that little boy is gonna follow you, right? They may not listen to you all the time when you tell them, but they're following you, right? They're paying attention to you, they're watching you. And so if your mindset isn't, is what like a growth mindset, right? Where you feel like, with a growth mindset, you feel like you're always able to improve, always able to grow. Um, if you feel like you're maxed out, right, and you can't do anything more, and this is all I've got, then then you're you're putting yourself in a very limiting situation, right? But if your mindset is, is a is a mindset of growth or abundance, and there's like a bunch of mindset types we could talk about, but basically your mindset allows you to pursue more, to do more, to be more, right? So if you're not in the right mindset, then you know, if something happens at home, you're not able to handle it, right? Like, I mean, having you're you're further away from having uh, toddlers than I am. So, you know, you, you pack the bags, you guys are heading out, and as soon as you get the car, oh, you got to change the diaper. Right. You know, we, we got to be there in 15 minutes. Like, I got places, like, now I got to change the diaper, start changing the diaper, now the bottle, now we got to And all these things are happening, but if, if your mindset is, is strong, those things are like just kind of just roll off your back, right? Because you know, as the leader, you can't be shaken, right? Or you can be, right? You can be, and it, you, it's okay to be, but you understand that it's a part of the process, right? And that, that that part of the process is helping you grow, right? That situation that typically you would take as a negative, you take like you don't take losses, you take lessons, right? You either win or you learn, right? So when something happens, when your mindset is right. If it if it isn't what you wanted, then you figure out what you can learn from it and you grow. And I think fatherhood is that. Like a fatherhood is like that never ending uh, thing, right? You're always learning how to be a better father, how to talk to your children the way they need to hear you, right? How to be be the husband or or you know significant other that your your wife or your girlfriend or fiance needs because you want to be better eternally. Like it always, you're always in a, in a quest to be better and not in a, in a sense where like you're unhappy with who you are. You're very happy with who you are, but you know that you're capable of more. And that mindset is, is huge. It's, it's absolutely huge. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you uh, 100%. Definitely the mindset. And, and I, this last year or so, I really got into uh, personal development myself. 
you know, and once you tap into that, you realize you have a long way to go, you know, and, and it's exciting. You know what I mean? When you when you start growing and you start investing in yourself, you know how that it, it strengthens you and it, and it, you know, lifts you up. And then you're able to go back to what we're saying about did you matter? You're able to affect those around you and lift them up just by your, you know, your own knowledge. So definitely, I, I'm, I'm big into mindset. I'm big into you know personal development. And I heard I heard a quote uh, the other day, and the gentleman said that your mind is the dumbest muscle in your body because it believes whatever you tell it. You know, and I'm like, man, that's right on. He was like, so if you want to be great, tell yourself that you're great. You know what I'm saying? Tell yourself, you know. Just tell yourself whatever it is you want to accomplish, whatever it is, and you will believe it. You know, yeah. your mind will believe it. And once your mind believes it, then you'll be able to build on it, you know, and act on it and, you know, just turn yourself into whoever it is that you're trying to be. So, again, Rod, I, I thank you so very much uh, for coming on and sharing your, your time with us. I have uh, is, is one question, but it's, it's three parts. Actually, okay. four parts, right? So uh, I'm going to let you answer these, Kenneth, and, and then you have the last say. Uh, you can give your contact information and all, all of that or whatever, you know, things you have to promote. Feel free to promote it. So um, when we're talking about fatherhood, one of the, the post uh, statements that I've seen on, on your platform, if I'm not mistaken, I think it said that you coach uh, new fathers and expecting fathers, right? Did I get that right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So when I was thinking about fathers, I, uh, there are four types of fathers that, that came to mind, right? So one is the absent father. One is the stepfather. One is the new father. And the last is the reconnected father. So I'm going to kind of uh, touch each one and I'll, I'll let you kind of give your, your viewpoint on, on the, the different ones. So the first one is being the absent father. And that's the father that, you know, have kids and for one reason or another, he's, he's not involved and, and not around, um, you know, sometimes of, because of no fault of his own. So what would be something that you would just a nugget that you might drop to him as a father to just to encourage him that, you know, is, is, is not too late to, you know, take on that mantle and, and take your place as a father. Right. Um, I'll say this, your, your, your presence is the best present, right? No matter what you may be able to provide for your children financially or, you know, through gifts, you being there is the best possible thing that they can want, right? Like that's, it's really honestly the only thing that you want. And no matter when it happens, Right. Sooner than later would be better. But no matter when it happens, they're always going to be grateful for you to come back. In their life. Like, I think sometimes, you know, you, you when it when it happens for a longer period of time, you're like, oh, man, I, you know, I'm not around. And that time goes on for so long. You're like, well, they don't miss me. I'm going to move on. Right. But you are forever connected to that person. Right. You share not not just like shared DNA, but your spirit is intertwined with that little person. Uh, and, and as they grow into a big person, you, you being there is something that they'll always think about. 
they'll always yearn for. Even if when you come back, they reject you, right? That getting back into their life adds new life to them, right? Because we are all connected, right? Me and my children are connected. Like when we're apart for a while, I feel bad. You know what I mean? Like if I go, I had to go on a work, uh, work trip. I was going for like three days and I'm like, man, I, I don't even know what's wrong with me. My, my voice ain't the same. Like I feel different. You know, so I can't imagine being gone from there for an extended period of time, but I do know that getting back into their lives is huge. When I was younger, for a period of time, when my mother and father split up. I didn't see my father uh, for a few years. And then uh, when, he was able to, when he was back in our lives, it was like every other weekend because of visitation or like, you know, and then that was even sporadic. Um, but I know every time I saw him, it was like Christmas Day. You know what I mean? No matter what the reason was, I didn't see him, right? And I, I knew why and I, had, you know, I was frustrated with him. I was mad at him. But like when he showed up, right? When that, when that 280Z pulled into the driveway, I was right. you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, it didn't matter, like I was gonna get to see my dad, right? And I, all those other feelings that I had, they, they just, they fell off, right? So for, for absent dads, man, I say this, there's always time. Right? There's never too late, right? It's always gonna matter. You matter, right? You matter. You have to be in their lives in, in some way. When you get a chance, as soon as you get a chance, and as often as you get a chance. Right, right. And and, and I like your explanation for that because I think that actually touches on uh, the absent father and the reconnecting father, which is the father that has been absent that's, that's coming back. And I know that one of the things that I... Uh, mentioned because with me working with fatherless daughters that's one of the things i i do address you know the fathers also like after you've been gone for a while when you come back you know you want to make sure you're coming back on the right track you know you're coming back with the right focus you know yeah. you're coming back and when you come back first of all it's, it's about the child you know this is not your time to uh, tell them why you weren't there and, and, and what your mama did and all, you know, this it ain't that time. It's time for the child, right? It's about the child. But the next one is also make sure that you're listening to them. You know, uh, there will come a time when they're going to ask you why weren't you there, but let them address that. You know, mm -hmm. let them have that floor. Don't come in trying to prove a point because you're going to lose it. Because they already gonna have attitude because you ain't been there. Now you just getting here and now you're trying to defend yourself. You're like, no, just just follow them. You know, yeah. and um, one of the books that I was reading uh by a fatherless daughter, and she talked about a moment that she had with her biological father who had been absent um as an adult when she was able to have a com uh, conversation with him. Uh she asked him why he wasn't there. And as he kind of went in to give his explanation of why he wasn't there she stopped him. she said i don't want to hear you know none of your excuses all i want to hear you say is i'm sorry you know and she said he he said he was sorry and they both you know started crying and that was a healing moment for both of them you know yeah. uh and i think that's something that that reconnecting fathers definitely need to take heed of you know just just say you're sorry for not being there and be there, be there right. while you're present. Like you said, the best present is your present. And since you're now you're present, 
you know, give them that gift of being present, you know, emotionally, attentively, you know. So, yeah, I'm glad that you, you kind of uh, touched on both of those. So the next one I want to talk about, which you probably don't have any uh, <laughs> any experience in, but I do, which is the stepfather. And this one was kind of kind of uh, tripped out to me because I, I seen a post uh, on uh, it wasn't Instagram, it was TikTok. I seen a post on TikTok, and the guy was saying, "Yes, someone said to him, you know, he was talking about his kids. He was a stepfather, and the the person said to him, oh, you're just a stepdad, so you can stay in your place.' And so he went to his kids and he asked them." Am I just a stepdad? You know, and each one of them said no. And then he was like, What, you know, what am I? And they was like, You're my father, you know, you're my dad. So I, I thought that was real touching, especially uh being a, a stepfather myself, you know, especially a stepfather to boys. You know what I mean? Boys and girls are totally different, you know, when you come to the razor, like I said, the, the girls bring uh, bring out our softer side. The boys are gonna bring out that other side. You know, because they gonna test you, they gonna push you, and especially as being a, a, a stepfather, it's that extra element of not being their biological father that you know brings on a whole another dy dynamic of it of its own. So, if you were to address a, a stepfather, like I said, I don't know if you have uh, any experience in in, in that uh, arena of, of being a stepfather, but it's still. You know, it's still fatherhood in general. So, what would be something that you would say to a stepfather? So, I, I have had a stepfather. I mean, I still, I still do. Um, our relationship isn't as tight as I mean, it was never really tight, but like I haven't talked to him in a long time, so I say it's not as tight. Um, but I think that's a really tough, and as an adult now, I look at it, that's a really tough role to step into. Right. There's, there's like a lot of gray area on like you know, <laughs> how you parent and how you're in a relationship and how do you talk about this kid or like, you know, how do you are you raising them as your own? Is that OK? Like, do they call you dad? Like, or, you know, are you, are you referring to them? You know, and, and so it, I think every situation is a little bit different. Um, I think what 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 stepfathers have to do is be sensitive to that situation. Right. Because there is a fractured relationship, not only with the mother and the father of the child, but mm -hmm. the mother of the, so the father of the child and the actual child. And you're kind of wedging yourself in the middle as like a, a bridge between the two um, because you're going to help father this child now. And so a lot of times, like I was never like this, but I knew kids who had stepdads, but not my real daddy kind of thing. I never felt that way, right? Like he stepped up when my dad was gone um, and he did what what he had to do, right? Um, and so I think for stepfathers, like, again, it's, it's, a, it's a being present, be emotionally intelligent about the situation. When you come into it, you need to talk to your, your now wife or significant other about what, what that dynamic is. You need to get some clarity, right? Because there's a role for you to play here and you can't be like, you know, if I'm going to go play for the Lakers, right? And they got like all stars right now. I'm going to be a role player, right? Like, I can't go and be like, Ron, ball, ball. You know what I mean? Like, he ain't going to be a ball pretty soon to be on the team. 
So I need to know how to fit into this thing to support the situation. Now, if it's completely in shambles, now I can come in as an all-star and help bring this thing back together. So if you don't understand that the, the team you're being, you know, traded to or drafted by, right, uh, right. it definitely sets you up for for some some unnecessary hiccups. Um, and so I, I think getting some real clarity with your partner on what the dynamics of that relationship is with the child and their father, with with her and the father, um, and then how you can best uh, best work in that in that relationship. Um, I would even take it a step further and depending on the age of the child, um, you know, as you're coming into their life, it may be okay for you to ask, like, you know, depending on the maturity of the child, right? Like, how can, you know, how can I best support you, right? Like, I know I'm not your father and I don't want to, I'm never going to be able to replace him, right? He's the one that gave you life, but I am here now to help support you in any way that I can. How can I support you? Right. Like I'm 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 going to have to be, you know, like I'm the man in the relationship. I'm going at some point I'm gonna to have to discipline you. Sometimes you're gonna do things wrong and I'm gonna to have to be the one to step in and set you straight a little bit, but but know that I'm doing it out of out of love and not just love for your mother, right? I'm doing it out of love for you. When I when I said I do to this woman, I also said I do to you. And I wanna treat you with the most respect that I can and still father you like a father should. So it, it, it's a it's a tough road, man. I commend you, right? I always I always think back to my stepfather, like even though like he, so he worked like all the time, right? Like he worked a regular forty hour shift and he worked overtime almost every day for my entire life. <laughs> so I didn't see him much. Like when he wasn't working, he was sleeping, and so I always am like I think about it and I kind of like I don't I can't say I regret it, but like. I don't know what I learned from him other than to be a workaholic, right? Like we never had those father-son conversations, right? Because he was working or sleeping, right? So we never got to have those kind of talks. And we talked about like what to do with girls and all that kind of stuff. Like I was figuring it out on my own. I got to talk to my dad about it. He kind of gave me like a fluff answer too. So like, you know what I mean? Like it was never, it was never that kind of relationship with my stepfather. And so that's why I'm like, you know, it's hard for me to to say what a stepfather should do. I know that he stepped up though, right? And he provided for the family. He went out and he tilled the soil till he had to, you know what I mean? Like he was out there right. grinding to make sure we had it. And I think that's something that I learned from him uh, almost to a detriment. Like I was, I'm a worker. Like I'll get out there, like I said, I'll, I'll work 12, 16 hour days before I even think about it. Um, and which is why I stepped away because I realized I was becoming who he was. Um, and I didn't want to do that. Um, so I, I guess my message for stepfathers is to, to I don't know, man, I, th- I think clarity, clarity has got to be like the message, like get some clarity on, on what you're entering into and not just, not just you're in love with this woman, right? Because that, lo- that love can blind you, right? Get very clear on what that relationship is and how you can best fit into it, and not not how you can change it, how you can best fit into it. Right, and and I, I agree with you. Uh, it's it's a I as being a, a a stepdad, I definitely have a a different outlook. Not a different, but I have a special outlook on it just by the experience that I've had and I've had, and and definitely you want to get clarity on 
you know, what really is your position, you know, in this family, you know, when you're coming into the family. Um, and definitely with the kids, I, I know that I took that that um, stance of, you know, letting them know from the beginning, I know I'm not your father and I'm not trying to be your father, but I'm going to stand in until he gets here, you know, because when he did come around, like you said, of course, even in your uh, experience, when he came around, you was happy to see him. You know, mm -hmm. so when when uh, my my son's father will come around, I definitely will give him that space, you know, to operate as, as their father, you know, and I would always step back and let him have, you know, have that time, have that experience, you know, to be able to get to know them and them get to know him and, you know, whatever the situation was. Um, but I, I definitely know that is a, a, a special a special thing in your heart for uh, step parents in general, because you love a child because you choose to, you know, right. and I, I think that uh, a lot of people overlook that, you know, uh, because when you, when you have your own child, you automatically love them, you know, mm -hmm. because they're, they are part of you. But when you can take someone else's child and love them because you choose to love them, I think that's a, a different uh, a different kind of love, and I think that's a, a different kind of of person that actually the ones that actually honor that position of, as being a step parent, you know, because of course there are, are some that take advantage of the position and doesn't don't fulfill it the way that it should be. But for those that honor that position, you know, I think it's a, a special special thing for them. Um, one more question, the last one, uh, and again, I'm gonna let you address it. And then you can give your contact information and, and you know, whatever it is that you want to leave uh, with the listeners. And that is advice for a new father. Man, so this is one that I like. I talk to a lot of guys about and, and um, going back to that, am I enough question? I think that's one of the things that plagues new, new and expecting fathers the most. Right, that's the scariest thing. Is a lot of the fathers I deal with are black fathers, um, and not a. Not, I mean, I hate to say this, but a lot of them didn't have their father mm -hmm. present, or, or like their father comes from a generation where like men don't talk and share feelings, and so he was a father figure, right? He was the head of the household and doled out the discipline, but you know they don't know how to be a father. He never had those fatherhood conversations and i think that's one thing that we don't get very often anyway it's like no one talks to men about how to be a father until you become a father then everybody's got like you know got this advice for you but no one's like telling you as you're as you're getting closer to that age you know like hey you know when you become a dad no one like my dad didn't come back to me when, when i was you know when me and my wife got married and said hey man the next step of life you're probably going to be having kids here's what to expect, right? You don't you don't hear what to expect until you're expecting. And then even that's super general, right? Like it doesn't really give you any game on like what's gonna happen uh, when the baby comes. Like what's the relationship with your wife gonna be? How is that gonna work with, with sleep and all these different things, right? Um, and so my, my advice for, for new fathers is to, and this is my advice for all fathers, is to take it day by day, right? You, you you win the morning, you win the day. So first thing in the morning, right? You wanna start your day off 
if you can, right? Because kids have other plans, right? <laughs> They'll do whatever they want to do, right? But you start your day with gratitude, right? Like you're now a father. You have a legacy now. When you wake up in the morning, you wake up with purpose and passion. Like you have something to live for. You've officially found something that you, and I say this all the time too, is once you find something you would die for, go live for it, right? Like every father I know, for the most part, would take a bullet for their family, for their kid, right? Like we would sacrifice ourselves so that they would live. So if you found something that you'd be willing to die for, go live for it. When you wake up in the morning, you're grateful for, for the opportunity to go out and attack another day because you know you've got this, this person, this small version of you that you know that looks like you when you were a kid um, that, that is depending on you, right? Depending on you to be all that you could possibly be, right? Depending on you to live, depending on you to love, right? Depending on you to matter, to be impactful. So when you ask yourself, am I enough? The answer is yes, right? You're fully capable of being the best possible father it is. You're not gonna mess it up, right? There's no right way to do it. You've got it. Just go do it, right? And then, then if you feel like after you've done it, you didn't do it right, do it better. That's it, right? right? There's, no, there's no wrong way because every, every child is different. Nobody can tell you, and maybe that's why people don't have these conversations. Nobody can tell you exactly how to raise your child, right? Nobody should tell you exactly how to raise your child because your child is an individual and a product of the decisions that you and your, your significant other makes, right? And so you have to parent your child the way that you would parent your child um, and be okay with, with the outcomes, right? Because again, you're capable, right? Right, right. And and the one thing that I, I love and, and is we talk about fathers and even I, I definitely love the, the term expecting fathers. That just <laughs> it just brings a, a whole nother uh aspect to it. Cause like, yeah, you may not be carrying the baby, but you're definitely expecting too, you know. Yeah, and, and the one thing that I love about uh fatherhood is just it's never ending. Like you said, you you have a legacy. And I know you mentioned uh, earlier uh, about me not being in the toddler stage, you know, as far as a father anymore. Well, I kind of am because now I got two granddaughters, you know. What I'm and so it, it starts all over again. It's a different chapter, a different dynamic, but it's, it's just another page in fatherhood. So now you go from being a father to being a grandfather and it, it just changes, but it still carries that same weight. So again, Rod, man, I definitely, definitely enjoyed talking to you. Definitely thank you so very much uh, for being on. So give our, our listeners your uh, contact information and anything you got going on that you want to promote. Just let them know where they can find you and how they can get in contact with you. Um, so I got a ton of things going on, so I don't want to like run down a whole list of things. I definitely would, but I don't want to take up too much of your time. So the best thing to do um, is to, my at is right there, is that at, you can call me coach. Um, that is my primary uh, social media on Twitter, uh, on, on Instagram. Um, that's probably the best place to find me. If you're looking for, you know, for content for me, you want to DM me or something like that. Um, my podcast, the Forfeit Fatherhood podcast, as we talked about earlier, uh, you know, we cover those four pillars is uh is just that it's the forfeit fatherhood podcast 
Um, if you want to find it online, if you're looking for it, you can find it at www.forfitfatherhood.com. Um, all the episodes are there. There's a blog there too, where I'm posting some stuff as well. Um, that's probably going to be the best way to get me, right? Because I'm, I'm checking there, I'm posting there. Um, you're going to get all the good information that I have. I share as much as I can uh, on, on those two platforms. All right. All right. Again, thank you so very much for, for joining us. Uh, to all the listeners, uh, thank you guys for, for checking in and, and listening again. And we're going to see you guys next week. Again, this is Ernest James. This is the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problems, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. So until next time, we will see you next week. All right. Thanks for tuning in to Deal to Heal with E. James. Remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share. Today's episode was sponsored by Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Go to dealtoheelteas.myshopify.com. Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, hear from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.